0: part 2 chapter 1 of better angel by richard meeker this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org better angel by richard meeker part 2 chapter 1 what does it feel like kurt to graduate from college the voice might be coming from anywhere All he could see as he lay on his back, fingers interlocking under his head, was blue. No cloud, no bird, nothing but blue. He knew, of course, that it was Chloe. Although he could not see her, he was conscious of her, sitting in the grass somewhere near his head. If he bent his eyes far enough to the right, he could see the splotch of yellow that was her jersey. Oh, I don't know. He pulled a long stem of grass and chewed the crisp end lazily, enjoying its sweetness. I don't know. Sort of silly, and sort of right. You're funny. You never know anything. But I got a Phi Beta Kappa key, he said, grinning, as he flopped suddenly onto one elbow and faced her. A smile rippled the corner of her lip that was towards him. Her hands were clasped about her knees. Her head from some once lovely head, he always thought, was tilted back, and against the June sky she was like a cameo done in some strange and disturbing medium. The curved throat, the strong chin, the full expressive lips, the Roman nose, the low forehead, the sleek lacquer of black hair, pulled smoothly over her head to a knot low in the neck. She was like the portrait on a Messina coin, or a bas-relief from a Roman theatre. He looked at her as impersonally as if she had been one. She turned towards him, her eyes veiled against the sun. "'I wish I'd known you when you were a little boy. What were you like, I wonder? Oh, I don't know. Not much like I am now. You wouldn't have liked me. I was always moping around by myself. And then, when I was older, I know you wouldn't have liked me. I was an awful little prig. I was even fat.' He laughed in remembrance, and she laughed too, looking at his slim length on the hilltop. I always wanted to believe in something, then it was God. And now? Well, he hesitated. Now it's, oh, why does this all seem so very hard to say? It's music, it's poetry, it's, it's all this. His arms, flung out suddenly above his head, came down on the turf at either side of him. His right hand touched hers. He drew it quickly away and sat up. "'Maybe we ought to go home,' he said. "'Where's Derry?' "'Derry? Oh, he's off in the woods somewhere, picking things, I expect.' She whistled shrilly, and from across the shallow valley, thin and faint, came the answer. "'Why do you like my brother Derry so much?' Kurt eyed her sharply. "'Why—why why do you like him?' because he's my brother, he's not your brother. No, he's not my brother." He folded himself and stood on the brink of the hill, hands cupped over eyes. Looking towards the point the whistle seemed to have drifted from, he answered slowly, "'He's such a good egg, Chloe. He's not always pleasant, but there's something strong in him, something certain. I wish I were as certain.' He sat down again beside her, and together They watched the hollow where the woods thinned into low shrubs, very green now, and lupin-spattered grass, for Derry to appear. Uncertain. I've always been that, I think. Uncertain and alone. Have you been so lonely with us? Oh, not that, he said anxiously. Not that, please don't think so. It's been marvellous, you and Derry. When I think how you took me in that first year, that awful first year, and rescued me from the demon landlady of dover street they both smiled well you saved me anyway and now you've made me almost one of the family that's what four years can do i know most all your family secrets and and you still like us a little he grinned for a reply aren't you ever sorry you played the good samaritan sorry kurt gray you've been the samaritan peacemaker consoler counselor everything fine and still you're lonely you're just pretending not to understand chloe tell me you are you must know what it is it isn't physical loneliness like being lost in a barren land it's it's worse there're such walls between us all sorts of walls that won't be broken down and no matter how many friends we make we're lonely just the same some of us are like that it's a strange thing inside us that sets us down in a lonely place Walls us up and leaves us there. Both were silent. A meadow-lark, skimming through the valley, darted up in an arc of unexpected song. And now it's leaving you all in more loneliness. I wonder sometimes. His voice stopped, and his forefinger twisted in a strand of meadow-grass. What have I done? Written a few sentimental tunes, two or three college songs, pretty bad ones, too. A piano thing that old Scronfield liked, but what does that mean? And maybe, only maybe, one or two good songs, songs that you think are great because I wrote them. Isn't that true? Oh, let's talk about something else. Let's not. I know that someday you'll do something big, and I'll be most awfully proud, and... Her hand stretched out to his. He did not see it, and it drew back and lay for a moment, palm skyward against her eyes. I wish it weren't over, wish you weren't going away. Maybe I maybe we'll be lonely too. There's Derry. A figure was emerging from among the trees opposite. They sat watching it, smiling at its antics, when they were discovered on the hilltop. The figure stooped, and with exaggerated nonchalance, pulled a great stalk of mullen. Waving it in one hand, Derry came tripping across the green of the hollow, a burlesque pavlova. Stumbling over imaginary rocks and brushing himself free of imaginary burrs and thistles, they laughed and Chloe said, "What a monkey he is, Derry at last came panting up the hill. He was shorter than Kurt, with stout wrists and ankles and hair almost as dark as his sister's that he was her brother was evident the profile was the same, but about his face there was a looseness that hers lacked a mobility that could be utilized in a hundred ways. It was the face of a comedian, changeable as a showery day. He went tripping clumsily around them in circles, tossing stalks of weed over their heads and singing in a raucous falsetto, "Call me early, mother, for I'm to be the queen of May. Kurt made a dive for the Terpsichorean ankle, and Derry came sprawling to the ground. "'Derry, for heaven's sake, snap out of it. "'Derry, you fool! "'Yes, children, what about it? "'Shall we up and away?' "'And he started to his feet again, "'but Kurt, tugging at his shoe, pulled him back. "'They were all laughing. "'I expect,' said Kurt, "'it's time we were going home. "'Your mother will be worrying about us.' "'Chloe laughed a little harshly. "'Derry smiled. "'Yes,' he said, trust mother to be worried. It's the best thing she does. It's too nice to leave, but I suppose we'd better. Chloe rose, sighing and stretching her arms above her head, aglow with the slanting sun. They all went, arm in arm, over the hill, Chloe in the middle, Derry trying to sing one of Kurt's college songs, Kurt crying, Cut it, and Chloe, laughingly, being peacemaker. End of part two, chapter one.